Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello.
Hey, Michael. How's it going, man? I'm doing well. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Glad to have you on here again. Yeah, good to be here. Seems like there's so much going on. It's it's like a it's a blur, you know. It's amazing. Oh yeah, this this year has been been crazy, crazy, crazy. But whenever there's a striper release, man, it always kind of brings a little a little light at the end of that tunnel. So I'm excited that you guys are releasing another record. Yeah, we're trying. We we've been trying for you know the history of the band, 36 years to bring a little light yeah. into the darkness, man. So hopefully it's working. Yeah, so what we'll do, um, you've been on with me before. Actually, I, I'll mention the interview that we've that you've been on with me, uh, I think this is the eighth time. Uh, you've, you've been on the show quite a lot. Um, but what we'll do is obviously we'll go over um, the, the new record. Um, but what I wanted to do first was kind of talk about what you've been doing so far in 2020 with COVID and everything, like what you've been doing to keep busy, all that kind of good stuff. And then uh, we'll get into the record. And then what I want to do is I want to play two songs from the record. Now, this this interview is not going to air until September 4th, so it will be okay. aired release day. So we don't have to go with um, Blood From Above or Make Love Great Again. We can play okay. any two songs from the record. So Great. I, wanted to, I, I, um, I think I know which two. I've got two in mind already. <laughs> Okay, which what's the first one you want to play? You know what would be great to play, and it'll be coming out on Street Date on the fourth, is uh, the song "Do Unto Others." Okay, that that's going to be a music video coming out on the fourth, so that'd be cool. And then uh, another one of my personal favorite tracks uh, that would be cool to play is a song called "Divider." Divider, okay. We'll do that one second. Okay, so what we'll do before we play those, I'm going to ask you, hey, uh, what song do you want to play? You want to go ahead and uh, tell us about the song, and then we'll play sure. it. I'll put it in post. And then right after that, we'll talk about, um, we're going to talk about Perry. This will be, you know, obviously Perry's uh, first actual recording with Striper, and we'll talk about the experience yeah. of recording with them. And then I ask you a question. I want to. I'm letting you know about this ahead of time because this was a question that I had when I first saw the Middle Finger Messiah. I'm going to ask you about that song because of the, the title, um, and then we'll get uh, we'll play that second song, and then right at the end there, um, we'll talk legacy, like the legacy after you've retired, if you ever do that. <laughs> you know, you it's funny. A lot of people ask me about that song, and. It's one of those songs where it, I think the title is everything, if that makes sense. It's like yeah. you, the title makes your head spin, but but then when you hear the song itself, it's you know, there's there's not really a story to tell about it, I guess is what I'm saying, <laughs> you know? So I, I don't really have a lot to say about it, uh, okay. other than it's a, it's a fast-paced song, you know? Yeah, okay. Um, and then uh, at the end there, we'll, I'll ask you, you know, what's on the horizon for either Striper or Solo, because I know that you're always working on something. And then right. um, the, the question, I kind of included a fan question in there that I see all the time online, uh, the covering album. People are always wondering if Striper's going to do uh, another covering, like covers type album. So that'll be the last question, and then we'll yep. end with that. All right, Sounds so let me get good. my recording started. All right, let me get this recording started on my end.
right, we're ready to go. Joining me on the show today is my most visited guest, having been with us on here for more than a half dozen shows from the iCamp. From the iconic metal band Striper, a big welcome to Michael Sweet. Michael, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on again. My gosh. Yeah, well, we appreciate you coming by. And, you know, with you being on, I think I should start calling our chats the annual Michael Sweet and Jay Heilman chat because you and I talk at least once a year, either about a new Striper record, a solo record, or another project that you're working on. To say musically that you stay pretty busy would be a huge understatement. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, you know, I get to do what I love. You know, it, it's not only ministry, it's not only, uh, you know, a hobby and having fun doing it, but it's also a job. And uh, my job just so happens to be what I love the most, which is music. So I'm very blessed in that way. And then I'm also a very <clears throat> creative, active uh, personality. I mean, I'm 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 not one of those guys that can sit still. When I go and record an album, I'll come home, take the weekend off, and it feels like an eternity for me. It feels like I took the year off, and it's just <clears throat> it's how I'm built. You know, I guess you could say I'm a workaholic. I don't know, uh, but I I love to work. I love to do things, and I'm not afraid to work. And I would uh, hope and and pray that I can do many, many more projects before I, I leave this earth. That's really cool. Last time we talked uh, was late last year about your solo record 10, which to me is still one of the best releases of 2019. And now we are uh, in a so far chaotic 2020, yet Striper has still managed to write and record a brand new record. Sum up your 2020 for us so far. <laughs> It's been um, like any other year, at least at, up to this point. It do, it does not feel, other than of course, being in lockdown for you know a few months and not going out much. While I was in lockdown, I was recording, so it, it just felt like another year to me. It, it, it was just very uh, much of the same. It. it so far, I, I it doesn't feel like life has changed for me. Uh, you know, of course, when I go out, I wear a mask and I'm using more sanitizer and doing all those things, you know. So in that degree, it's changed. But, uh, you know, regarding my life uh, and how I live it and music and <clears throat> performing and creating and producing and recording, it's all been the same pretty much. And the rest of the year looks to be... Uh, you know, there's a lot we're we're doing. The guys are out here now. We're getting ready to record two live uh, shows for on demand. <clears throat> it's the new album in its entirety, and it's Hell the Devil in its entirety. And we'll probably release the the new album uh, for people to see on demand. You know, six, seven, eight weeks after it's done, it'll be done in about a week. So you're talking about maybe ten, nine, ten weeks from now. Everyone will get to view us performing the entire album, new album, uh, which is really cool. And then I've got some other projects I'm, I'm working on. Tracy Gunn's project, finally, I started singing. Uh, I'm going to turn that in. I started on a new project with Joel Holkstra and uh, Nathan James, going for like a White Snake kind of vibe. I'm going to be co-writing and co-producing and playing. And then uh, next year, I'm going to start on a new solo album beginning of the year, and then I'm talking to the label uh, right now about a, a new Sweet and Lynch album as well. Oh, that's really cool. 
Well, I'm really excited about the new Striper record, which uh, just came out today. It's called Even the Devil Believes, and it's your follow-up to the 2018 record, Goddamn Evil. And it's a great album full of, you know, the sound, heavy guitars, and deep messages we've come to expect from Striper. Take us into the writing process and recording process of this new record and the story behind this title. Well, I mean, the, the way I write these days, every album uh, for pretty much the past 10, 11, 12 years, is I, I set up shop here in my den. Uh, I like this room. You know, the atmosphere is very important to me, and this room has a lot of wood and uh, a little fireplace. And when I'm writing albums, it's usually in the wintertime. I don't know why, but it is. So I'm able to close the door, turn on the fireplace, and uh, have a nice, warm, toasty, inviting room. And I set up my computer, my guitar rig, and I just start working on it. I, I come up with a riff first, and, and then I create a drum loop for that riff that feels good, all the right pushes and pulls and, and the kick drum, the kick pattern and snare pattern. And then once I have that, it just starts flowing out of me. You know, it's usually after that process, which is about a 15, 20-minute process, it's about an hour, uh, and then all of a sudden there's an arranged song. And uh, no, no lyrics, not yet, uh, but the, the music. And, you know, once uh, I have the music, I write the lyrics, and then I record me into my phone playing along with the drum groove and then singing like a la-la vocal, uh, a cue vocal, guide vocal, uh, and I send it off to the guys. And they start listening to it right right then and there, and they have it, they, they live with it at home for a few weeks, and they come out to here to my house, and we go through all the songs. And, and that kind was actually going to be my next question. Yep. Yeah, that was going to be my next question is, you know, with COVID-19 this year, did the recording process change where you guys, were you guys still in the same room recording, or if you guys were, um, I wasn't sure, because a lot of bands right now are doing uh, recording parts and then sending them to the producer or whoever's recording it and actually piecing it together. Sure. Yeah, and that can be done. I've done that, too. With the Sweet and Lynch albums, you know, George is out in L.A., and I'm out here on the East Coast, and we're able to make it work. Uh, I don't prefer doing it that way. Uh, at At the very minimum, I prefer doing the basic track, so drums, rhythm guitars, bass, keyboards, background vocals. That, that's all the stuff I call basic. Uh, I like doing that in the same room with the same guys. You know, I like having the band in the same room doing it all together because there's a certain chemistry that comes from that and everybody's having fun, breaking bread together and uh, hanging out together. After the recording, we go in and have dinner and laugh and spend time together, then we go and do it again the next day. So there's something that translates over to the music when you do that. That's really cool. Um, and then I usually come home and do my vocals at home. And, you know, this time around with the new album, it just so happened that it worked out where the guys came out here in January pre-pandemic, right before it really uh, turned into what it's turned into. You know, that wasn't until like pretty much March, and when we started shutting down here, and there were a lot of issues. And at that time, I was in lead vocal mode, recording vocals here at my house, and the guys were already home. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and I agree. I, I would think that recording together as a band is a lot more, but obviously this uh, this COVID thing has changed 
a lot of what's going on right now. I think the biggest thing that that it's affected is is concerts and stuff. I I can't tell you how many tours that I wanted to see this year that actually had tickets for that have been canceled because of this. Uh, I had tickets to go see Black Crows, which was postponed till next year. Uh, Foreigner tour that was coming up uh, here this month has been postponed till next year. So that's the one thing wow. that uh, that hit hard with me because I love going to concerts, and of course. There really hasn't been any of this year, so that's that's the one thing I'm I'm definitely looking forward to next year. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the thing is too, not to depress you. I'm sure you've heard all the stories, but there may not be any big shows next year either. It's just the fact fact of life. I mean, if if COVID really spike keeps spiking and uh, you know things aren't uh, under control to some degree by next year, then I really don't think you're going to see stadiums uh, and arenas jam-packed with people. Yeah, I agree. Well, my fans have taste of this new record, man. Um, What song do you want to play, and uh, why don't you tell us about the song before we play it? Well, I've got my favorites uh, on the album, and we've kind of passed it around the camp, and, and we're all kind of on the same page with all the songs that really speak to us and move us. And we've already released two of those with Blood From Above and um, Make Love Great Again. And then we're going to be releasing a new video, music video, on release day, which is the 4th of September, of course. And uh, it's a song called Do Unto Others. And probably one of my favorite songs on the album for a number of reasons. Not just the riff, not just the feel, not just the vibe and the tones and the production, but also the, the lyrical content. It's very relevant to what's going on around us right now. I think that, that we need to have that mentality and, and put that into play more often, and that is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You know, maybe it's a thought misunderstood, but one we must pursue. You know, it's it's important for us to think that way when we go out uh, and, you know, everybody's wound tight and tension's there and you go out and see road rage and people fighting in Walmarts over, over not wearing a mask or wearing a mask and it's just insanity out there. So uh, I feel like a song like Doing to Others is so needed right now. Amen. And we'll go ahead and put that in there. And I agree. When I first heard that song, I'm like, man, what a perfect song for this day and age because you got people complaining that they're not treated right, they're not treated with equality and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, exactly. it boils down to you treat – it's biblical. Treat other yeah. people the way you want to be treated. So it's Absol- Absolutely. And it's like, how do you want to be treated? Well, treat people like that. You know, maybe there are those few, uh, you know, rarity – folks out there that like to be treated badly but most yeah. people don't <laughs> you know all right so we'll put that song in post that was due unto others from striper and lead singer michael sweet joins us today and michael another thing about this new record that i really like because honestly his sound adds a whole new dynamic to the band's already iconic sound is this is the first record to feature Perry Richardson, uh, formerly of Firehouse, on bass and background vocals. And Perry's toured with the band for a while now, but this was the first time you guys recorded together. Tell us about this process and finally getting Perry in there to record with you guys. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it, the way it worked out for Goddamn Evil was Perry had joined the band, and we hadn't recorded that album yet, but he joined the band right as we were literally going into the studio. 
So we were prepping to go in in just a few months away. And Perry had some other commitments, live shows that he had to do. And we just felt that it wasn't time for him to to uh, play on an album, that, that we needed uh, to do it the right way and prep, prep a little bit more and, and whatnot. And obviously we were able to do that with Even the Devil Believes, have him come here to the house, go over all the songs with us, learn everything, get everything down. Then we go in together and we record it. That's the way it's supposed to be done, and that's the way we did it. And he just nailed it, man. He he really brought a lot to the table in terms of the actual foundation, the bass tracks, the feel, the vocal harmonies. You know, he, he sang out, and not a lot of people know this, but you know, Oz and I were usually the ones that always did the background vocals. Live, uh, you know, Tim uh, could pull off what what he needed to pull off, and, and everything worked fairly well live but in the studio just for uh tightness purposes pitch purposes locking in it was usually oz and i because we would just lock in faster and get stuff done quicker and it just worked that's the way we did it perry on the other hand came in and and, and sang with us on this album so it was oz perry and myself and another guy by the name of keith Pittman who's a local drummer, really young kid, who sings like a bird, you know, uh, sang in a, a chorus groups and just really knows how to uh, find the harmony and lock in. And it's very important when you're in the studio. You, It's one thing to sing, but it's a whole other thing to lock in with three other guys on the same part in perfect pitch and to know where to start and where to end and all that kind of stuff. You don't want to waste time in the studio. So Perry really locked in well. And we were able to get these parts done, uh, you know, with Perry and Keith and Oz and myself, and they sound fantastic. So there's a big difference there. And then the spirit of the band, you know, Perry, Perry, we love having him in the band. He's he's a very uh, happy guy. He's always got a smile on his face, and you know that that spreads to everyone else. And it, he's a real joy to have in the band. Oh, definitely. Well, I love Perry's bass on the record, and it was uh, great. And, you know, Michael, I was reading that there's even a song on the new record uh, that you actually wrote back in the late 80s. Um, which song is, is that uh, that you mentioned that you guys included now? That's true. That is absolutely true. Um, and it's the song that sounds the most 80s on the album, which isn't a bad thing, but, you know, it's got that throwback a retro sound to it. And that's a song called Imitation Only. And that was a song that I wrote in 1989, and we were actually playing and rehearsing and recording that song for the Against the Law album. Uh, And what happened was we never finished it because it just never came together. It it never took... uh, the right shape, the lyrics never got completed, the melodies never got completed, and it just never really got finished. So I thought how perfect it would be to pull it out, pull it off the shelf, dust it off, and put it on the new album to give people a real taste of 1989 again. You know, people are always asking for, oh, man, you know, give us something that's got that 80s feel to it. And it's like, man, if if people complain about this one and say it's not 80s enough, um, I I don't know what to to tell them on that because it literally was written in 1989, (laughs) you know. That's really cool. And, you you know, one of the things I noticed, you know, speaking of 80s, is this record, um, 
you know, something that's really absent from a lot of other rock records these days is guitar solos. I mean, being yeah. a guitarist myself for over 20 years, I grew up loving solos from, you know, guitar masters like Eric Clapton, David Gilmour, Eddie Van Halen. I mean, I can go on and on with a list of those, but you got sure. to have a solo in about every song on this record. Um, does the guitar solo still remain important to you, and why do you think that we hear less and less of it nowadays? Yeah, there's a solo in every song on this record for sure, um, and it's it's important. I, you know, when you experiment as a musician, you try different things, and sometimes those things that you try are great. Sometimes those things that you try are not so great. You might think that they are, but you don't want to alienate yourself from your fans, because what good is that? You know, if you're if you're in a successful band and then you do something that the fans don't like, that doesn't really make any sense. Uh, it's kind of shooting yourself in the foot, so to speak. Um, and we did that to a degree, although it was a solo album with the album Reborn. That was very different. Not a lot of guitar solos. Certainly a different approach. And some fans loved it. Some fans hated it. And I understand that. I get it. But I came to the realization with No More Hell to Pay that we're a guitar band. You know, why walk away from or shy away from guitar solos? Even though it may not be popular, the 90s had less of that and the 2000s had maybe even less of it in terms of shredding guitar solos. Uh, why walk away from that? So I realized, like, you know, we've got to be us. We've got to do, do what we do. And people will either accept it or not. And we started really going after the guitar solos again on No More Hell to Pay. Uh, and from that album to now, the past four albums, it's been all about guitar and guitar solos because that's who we are and who we'll always be. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm glad you include that because when I first listened to this new record, I'm like, I can't wait to hear these guitar solos because not only are there guitar solos, but there's a lot of dueling guitars. You have a lot of guitars where you and Oz are playing at the same time in two different, two different harmonies, and I think that's awesome. Well, Michael, let's play another cut from this record. Uh, what other song do you want to play for us? Well, another song that is one of my favorites, and I love the energy of it, uh, and I love the message of it as well because there's a lot of division out there these days. And it's pretty much about, you know, divider, outsider, you know, basically stay away from me. I don't want your negativity. Keep it out. Keep it away from me because I'm, I'm, I'm staying on the road to positivity, man, and, and that's where I'm going. And so lyrically, it's very powerful. And then musically, it's very cool, fast-paced, high-energy song. And we actually had a fan weekend, and a bunch of the fans came out for that weekend and they sang on that song so all the haze that you hear on the courses are you know 30 some odd fans singing live in the in the room which is really cool um, but it's the song called divider and i hope people like it as much as i do i'm really excited about this song uh i think that it's going to leave its mark on uh you know the history of the, the striper history books it's going to certainly leave its mark Awesome. All right, and we have two more questions because I know that you got to jump on another call here in a couple minutes, but I want to quickly do these two questions. <clears throat> well, Michael, let's talk legacy for a moment. Striper has been around for nearly four decades now and have put out some of the most iconic records ever. But when the time comes when you guys hang your guitars up, 
what do you want future generations to look back on you guys and take away the most? Well, a, a few things. I hope that they uh, were moved by us in some way, shape, or form, that maybe we encourage them or inspire them to do bigger, better things and, and to be better people. That's really the most important part of what we do. And then also to remember us uh, for the fact that we never wavered. You know, you can say what you want about Striper. You could hate us all you want. You could love us all you want. Whatever it is, whichever it is. And we have both sides. Trust me. I hope that people will always at least say, well, they always stuck to their guns. They never wavered from their message. They never wavered from who they are or what they believe. And I got to give them props for that. You know, and we never will waver. I mean, the day that we do is the day that we're done. You know, if we ever start wavering and walking away from our, our faith like we did during the against the law period, we're done. I'd, I'd leave the band in a heartbeat. And I would never allow that. And that goes for if, if it was me doing this sort of stuff. If If I was being a complete hypocrite and walking away from my path and uh, straying from my path and, you know, being hypocritical of everything I've said and done, I, I would say, you know what, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm selling my gear and uh, I'm not going to do this anymore because I, I don't want to live as a hypocrite. So uh, I hope people remember us for the fact that we, we've always stood our ground and stuck to our guns. And uh, it's been tough doing that, man. We've been spat on and food thrown at us and, you know, you name it, man. We, we've seen it all, and it's been pretty tough getting on the stage and performing under certain circumstances, but we've always done it with a big smile on our face, and we're not afraid to do it. Amen to that, and I'm glad you guys have done that. And, you know, uh, we like to include fan questions at the end, and this is the last question for you today. Um, I've seen countless fans mention the covering album and how they would love to see a second one of those. Any chance of seeing Striper do another covers album? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've talked about it. I kind of put the cart before the horse and started talking about it a little uh, too soon. Uh, but, yeah, the plan is we did that album so we could basically own the masters of those songs, those versions, those recorded versions of those songs for film and TV. It was as simple as that. We got tired of going to Hollywood Records and asking if we could allow uh, a movie to use a song or a television show to use a song and them not getting back to us or them saying no. You know? And it's like, okay, en enough of this nonsense. We're going to go record the songs on our own and then we'll be able to do whatever we want to do. And that's what we did. And we plan on doing another uh, third coming or whatever you want to call it, um, where we would record a few more songs from the Yellow Black in Black Attack. We would record probably six songs from In God We Trust, probably six songs from Against the Law. You know, the, the most popular, the ones that people want to use and want to hear and, you know, that sort of thing. And then probably a new song. So the same format as Second Coming. We absolutely plan on doing that, and we will, hopefully, sooner than later. That's cool. Well, Michael, as always, we greatly appreciate your time, and 
My prayer is the Lord continues to use Striper to bring his people some awesome metal music, but more importantly, music that brings him honor and glory. Thank you so much, brother, and I hope to see you on the next tour, man. Hey, buddy, thank you for your time, man. I appreciate everything. God bless you, and we will see you sooner than later. I promise you that, okay? All right, Michael. Take care, man. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, man. God bless you. All right. Bye. Bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.